0: I'm Damian Bulwa, and this is a breaking news edition of Fifth Admission. The news, California is switching gears again on the way it's distributing the coronavirus vaccine. In an effort to address racial and income disparities in vaccinations and to try to get the vaccine in the arms of the most crucial residents, the state said that it will allocate 40% of vaccine supply to some of the lowest income zip codes in the state. That's news that came on Thursday, and I'm joined by our health reporter, Kat Ho. Kat, thanks for joining me. Sure thing. Kat, to give us the latest. What, what is the state plan, and, and when does it start? Yeah,
1: so we're expecting it to start um, in the next several weeks. There's not um, a specific date. Um, but the biggest change is the 40% allocation to these uh, lowest income communities. So the um, the metric is a little bit complicated, but it's basically um, the poorest one fourth of the state. It's it's people who live in um, what they call HPI or Healthy Places Index metric. Um, it looks at a lot of things: income, education level, housing, and healthcare access. Um, it all it boils down to it largely being low-income communities that are going to benefit from this change.
0: And these places have had a a record that the state is responding to where people not only have um, gotten more of the coronavirus, but also less of the vaccine, right?
1: That's right. So um, these communities have gotten a much, much um, larger percentage of cases um, than Wealthier communities, um, and a lot more deaths as well, and as you mentioned, um, a smaller proportion of vaccines. So, you know, in a in a way, this it, this move makes a lot of logical sense. You know, you're you're trying to target uh, places where the virus is the worst and that have gotten you know the littlest vaccine, um, and trying to even that out, um, and that. In theory, should should benefit um, the entire state, entire community, because that's where the virus levels are the highest.
0: So, Kat, what does this do for the current priority list of who gets the vaccines in terms of older people and essential workers, and the way we've understood uh, the list?
1: Yeah, so it's not going to change who's eligible. So, right now in California, it's 65 and older, healthcare workers, and workers. If you're one of um, in one of a handful of sectors, so teachers child care workers, um, food and agriculture workers, that is all staying the same. Um, it's just that uh, when, if, you are, if you are in one of those categories and you live in one of the lowest income areas, uh, it, it hopefully uh, will become you know, easier or quicker for, for you to get vaccinated.
0: And what do we know about the reason for some of these disparities, both in terms of the spread of the virus And also in terms of of people not getting vaccinated, even people who are eligible.
1: Yeah. So the virus is worse in lower income communities for, um, I think, a lot of reasons. One of those is um, the ability to work from home is not as great. Um, So, you know, people are just out and about more for their jobs because they have to be. Um, And so that increases, you know, your risk of getting sick, increases your risk of um, if you get sick, passing it on to others. Um, and as far as the vaccine disparities, um, I I think we've seen this pattern of, you know, if you're lower income, it's, uh, you may also be less likely to have access to, um, certain technologies, you know, it might be harder for you to be refreshing your internet browser 10 times a day to, to book appointments. Um, you may just not have time to do that. You you may be working. Um, and I think, uh, there's also been, um, what we call vaccine hesitancy among certain groups, which is um, it, it's, it's harder to get um, access to information about the vaccine from, you know, people you trust. There's so much information floating around. It can sometimes be difficult to parse out, um, you know, wh- what's reliable information.
0: Okay. There are going to be questions about fairness that will always come up in the way the vaccines are distributed. We've, we've seen it. So if more vaccines are going to these areas, does that mean less for another area or, or are we getting simply a lot more vaccine now because we're, we're seeing the release of new products?
1: Yeah. Great question. So, um, uh, Dr. Galley, um, addressed this question this morning and he said, um, some areas that are not in the the lowest income areas may see a smaller increase in vaccine supply than they otherwise would have um but you know officials have also been emphasizing that as everyone gets more vaccine supply you know every state across the country um it you know this resource won't be quite as scarce and we won't have to be you know you know, like struggling with this, well, if this area gets this many, that means this area will get less. Um, you know, hopefully everyone will get more, you know, as we, as we go through March and April.
0: It isn't the first time that the state has tried to strike a balance for equity. I guess the alternative is to not do anything, Kat, right? To, for the state to say, let's stay on the same path even though we're seeing these inequities.
1: Yeah, I think doing nothing would not be a very um reassuring or, or or prudent thing to do. You know, we've seen these disparities since the start of the pandemic and they they haven't seemed to really improved, you know, despite a lot of these um health policy efforts. Um, you know, I think a you know, a lot of people are doing a lot of great work here, but But we haven't really solved this problem yet.
0: What about the whiplash? There's a lot of frustration among state residents and saying, hey, here we go again. The state is changing the rules again. The state has a new plan. We're just getting used to the old one. What about that?
1: Yes. It it has been um, frustrating to a lot of people, I think, that uh, it seems like every other day there is a new change to the way the state is handling vaccine allocation. Um, And, you know, we've heard from a lot of providers who are are handling these vaccinations that it is hard to keep up with all these changes. And we know from covering um, this topic day to day, there seems to be a new thing every five minutes, you know, that we have to change. Um, you know, I do think it's just, uh, you know, trying to adjust and respond to some of the problems and disparities that we're seeing. Um, it, you know, we we saw very early on in the, in the vaccine campaign, you know, a lot of people in the state were wondering, why are we limiting it to a certain group? Why don't we just open it up um, and look at age only, you know, that's what uh, Florida, you know, was doing. That's why you saw all those long lines of of people outside clinics. Um, and I don't think we've figured out the, the balance quite yet, you know, we're, we're you, you kind of have to be between just opening it up and letting it be a free-for-all because there, there truly are people, I think, who need the vaccine more than others. Um, of course, everyone wants it, but, uh, you know, the, the, the people who are most likely to get it are the people who um, have the time and the resources to get it. And, you know, in a way that's um, that's really not equitable. You know, when you're when you're talking about um, a virus that that has affected uh, poorer people of color much more, you know, I think you do need to take steps to try to make that resource more accessible.
0: All right, Kat, thanks for coming on. Thank you. That was a breaking news edition of Fifth and Mission. Thanks to my guest, Chronicle Health reporter Kat Ho, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening.